everybody, welcome to Bad Science. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh. This is the show where we break down the science of a movie with a scientist and a comedian. Today we are talking about everybody's favorite movie, the classic American film, Free Birds, from 2013. I didn't know about this movie uh, until yesterday, and um, I doubt our guests knew about it either. But let's check in with them and find out, shall we? Okay, I'm asking you as if you're going to respond. Of course you're not. Anyways, our first guest is a host, producer, comedian, chef, and self-described scientist. She does it all, and you may remember her from our episode about how the Grinch stole Christmas. It's Lindsay Ames. I'm here for the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) You only come on holiday episodes. Why do you do that? You know what? Because I love to celebrate. I'm a girl who loves to eat and celebrate. That's it. (laughs) I mean, I totally hear that. I don't know why else you would do anything. That sounds like the most fun. There's nothing else worth doing. This year has taught us that. That's so true. And for such an American movie, you are... Canadian slash in Canada right now. Is that correct? Yes, but we also just uh, did disaster things on Thanksgiving and uh, we're just as problematic. So don't worry, I'm right here with you. Okay, fantastic. So we're all ruining the holidays together. Awesome. Well, to give uh, his take on how we're going to make this holiday season a total disaster, we have the Director of Science Communications for the Nature Conservancy and the editor of the Cool Green Science blog. He's also the author of the book, Fishing Through the Apocalypse and a recipient of the Jade Award, which is the highest conservation writing honor of the Outdoor Writers Association of America, he is Matthew L. Miller. Thanks for having me here. Delighted to have you. Look forward to talking turkey. (laughs) We're going to be talking turkey for an hour, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first of all, I have to ask about your book, Fishing Through the Apocalypse. Did you write this before our current apocalypse? Yeah, it actually came out in 2019, so. I was looking at the state of freshwater fish and fisheries, but um, it it seems even more appropriate now. Yeah, you're having a resurgence of sales because everybody's looking up apocalypse books. Yeah, I just received notification that it's coming out in paperback. So apparently it's doing well in the pandemic. All right. Congrats on that. Love paperback. I guess the apocalypse you were referring to then is like a lack of fish. The fish population is dying off. Would that be accurate? Yeah, well, I grew up along a stream in central Pennsylvania that was biologically dead. And I just thought of that as normal because it was my normal. And then as I became older, I realized that wasn't normal. So I thought I'd look at the state of things as they are now and show how truly weird they are. And this has nothing to do with the myth of climate change? (laughs) Climate change and fish, especially fish that a lot of people like to catch like trout, do not go well together. Is that our fault? Uh, And by our, I mean humans? 
Yeah, humans have messed up our fresh waters in, in so many ways, but there are, there are hopeful signs. And um, I would have to say that turkeys are actually one of the symbols that I look to to see how we can get ourselves out of the wow. Oh, wow. Okay, well, some hope on the program today. I feel like I read an article a long time ago that said if everybody stopped eating fish for like just nine months, we stopped production. You know, nobody was eating for nine months. That the fish population would be totally replenished. Is that a myth? I I can't speak to that. I I know. So yeah, I, my my focus was on freshwater fish, and it, in North America, freshwater fish, you know, the threats aren't really from us eating them anymore. In in other places, that's the case, but pollution, invasive species, climate change are much bigger factors. Fun, cool, okay. Well, we have climate change locked. That thing's locked down. Yeah, it's no problem anymore. Yeah. And I also was reading that you are a hunter. That's something I've never done. I don't know if you are an avid hunter, Lindsay, but in my fridge, yes. <laughs> yeah, hunting for the cottage cheese back there. Cottage um, cheese. <laughs> I don't know. I like cottage cheese. Um, what are you hunting, Matthew? Well, I have been a turkey hunter. That's kind Ooh. of how I initially became interested in them Ooh. as a youngster. So it kind of led me on this path of learning all I could about turkeys. Cool. Okay. So coming on this podcast, watching this movie, talking about it, it's like a destiny fulfilled. <laughs> mm -hmm. It really is. Although this movie and turkey natural <laughs> history do not really jive. Yeah, that's a great segue, Matthew. I had never heard of this movie before. Like I said, it's called Freebirds. Owen Wilson is the voice of the main character character. Woody Harrelson is like his best friend. Amy Poehler is a female turkey that they meet and Owen Wilson falls in love with. I was a bit confused. I gotta be honest, bit confused by this movie in many respects. Yeah. <laughs> but let me get your guys' take on it. Lindsay, I assume this was the first time you saw this movie. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And what a ride. You know, this movie has everything. Time travel, violence, talking turkeys, Problematic holidays, like I said, uh, intolerance, uh, Hispanic turkeys, and then of course, love, romance, you know, all of that thrilled to go on this adventure. But yes, confused. Also, did I enjoy it? Still not sure. Yeah, I kind of felt the same. I asked if I enjoyed it after I watched <laughs> it. I was like, I'm not sure I'll get back to you. Like there were some <laughs> very good bits, a lot of good mm -hmm. bits some very good joke writing execution but overall as like a story and film i just you're like who decided to green light this it did seem pretty wacko yeah but sure it's easy to get through if you guys want to watch a thanksgiving movie there's not many out there and honestly <laughs> after watching this i get it i get why there isn't that many thanksgiving movies out there i started to do again my minimal research that i normally do on the origins of thanksgiving and i was like oh that's why we yeah. don't make thanksgiving movies because this is a holiday based in really troublesome war yeah so it's i mean i love to eat i love thanksgiving i love the idea that we've mm -hmm. been sold about Thanksgiving, but right. if you know anyone or care about anyone who is directly affected by the lineage of this holiday, it's awful. Yeah, I really think that we should just go ahead, kind of like how we did Columbus Day. I think that's like yeah. almost... I don't, I don't want to say it's nationwide because I don't know that for sure, but I know certain states have like renamed it to Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah. Can't we just go? This is the big one, yeah. you know? We can, but the problem is, is that 
people are so stubborn and intolerant that they get so freaked out about naming you know, people love traditions and people um, find such security in traditions. But I think that Mm -hmm. this year has definitely shown us that we have to like be more tolerant, restructure and rethink. And if a name has to go, or even if you don't want to do it on Thanksgiving, I don't know. I just think, yeah, it has to be restructured. It has to be changed. We have to be okay with that because we're not losing anything. You can still do a dinner or anything, but it's a different conversation that people have, but it just seems to be so tough for, I want to say it, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate. You can always cut this out, I guess, if you need to, but I, I feel like for a lot of white people, it's very difficult to give up something like this, but there's always Christmas. Right. You have Christmas. You got plenty of Christmas to go yeah. around. And Easter, you got your Easter. Yeah. And why not have a regret day? Yeah. You know what? You know, Us Jews, we we have a regret day. Rosh Hashanah, I, you know, right. Before, right? You reflect yep. and it's an incredible to have a holiday because we eat, we feast, we are all together. And to have mm-hmm. a holiday where you sit and reflect and then eat and celebrate, it's it's a wonderful tradition. And so if people could wrap their minds around kind of changing the conversation and what the day is about, it would definitely be a wonderful thing. Yeah. I'm going to second that hardcore. I can tell by Matthew's silence that he's like, screw you guys. Thanksgiving what? rules. The <laughs> Wampanoag Indians deserved it. Right, Matthew? Yeah. No, no. No, I mean, like many things, the story of Thanksgiving was kind of, you know, retrofitting a myth to fit a holiday that was going to happen anyhow. So right. that original myth doesn't seem necessary. I mean, it was started by Abraham Lincoln. It wasn't a continuous line from the 1600s. So, um, yeah, the the whole thing is founded on a a myth anyhow. So let's just focus on the important part, you know, family and friends getting together to eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just call it family day. Yeah. You know, and then maybe have a different day of regret for America because there's so much to regret. At least have one day that's like, Here's all the things that you can talk about that we screwed up. Also, like being grateful and like thinking about all the things you're grateful for is so important. Again, Mm -hmm. especially now this year more than ever, you know, just even for the little things like getting up and being healthy that day, you know, having everybody in your sphere healthy that day or being able to just even now like have a roof over your head or a bed you can sleep on or, you know, I, I have been transient for the last couple months. I mean, I still have my place in Los Angeles, but you know, my family was really concerned and wanted me to come back to Canada. And I've been in not my most comfortable setting, but every day I'm like so grateful that I have a house to be in and a bed to sleep in. And a lot of people don't have that right now. So to have a day that would bring everybody together to think about that stuff, it's like, it's a really important and wonderful concept. Yeah, a thousand percent. I'm with you. Huge on gratitude. I, I try to go through a list in my head every night before I go to sleep when I'm lying in bed of just these are the things that I'm grateful for. But I love yeah. having a holiday based around it. I think that's super smart. Mm-hmm. But to lie about the origin of it yeah. and to have kids decorate stuff and just, it seems like what are you doing? Why are you? Why? What kind of FBI cover up bullshit is this? Which also makes it so brave. Or dumb or brave for the people who produced this movie. 
to like yeah be like we got the solution it's talking turkeys we got woody harrelson we got owen wilson you know it's yeah just... it's gonna be fun for everybody no one's gonna ask any questions yeah but i have a bunch of questions and one of them actually has to do with what you just said Lindsay, which is stupidity things that are dumb because there's a quote very early on in this movie where owen wilson is doing voiceover narration and he says turkeys are dumb like really dumb yeah. and I was like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying that you're also really dumb? Are you just insulting like your entire species? And is that true? Are turkeys like a lot less intelligent than other birds? Self-loathing turkey. Yeah. You know, it, so it's a difficult question to answer because like we define what's intelligent based on us. <laughs> and are we really the gold standard? I mean, it, yeah. it's difficult to get people to wear a mask. I mean, should we be like mm -hmm. pointing to turkeys as being stupid? But there is this idea that turkeys don't even have survival instincts, which is absolutely false, right? I mean, turkeys have survived quite well in the wild. I think where it comes from is that they tame really easily. Hmm. So you remove a turkey from the wild and in a couple of generations, it has lost a lot of its survival instincts. Unlike say pigs, where if you release a pig back into the wild, it probably will fare just fine. Yeah, because I was wondering about that during the movie because they take turkeys away towards the beginning again and they're thinking that it's like a good thing. It's, I don't know, kind of a classic cliche maybe from some of these movies. But then they also show them like rubbing their neck on a barn, like basically just looking really stupid. <laughs> and I was almost offended. I've never... <laughs> you know, bred turkeys or lived on a farm or anything. But from your perspective, did you feel like this is this is going too far? This is unfair? Yeah, totally. I mean, there are scientists who have lived with turkey flocks and they have very complex hierarchies and behaviors and they recognize each other as individuals. So hmm. this idea that they would just stand around, I mean, it, it's this cliche that turkeys are stupid birds. I mean, there's no real basis for that. But again, when, when turkeys were decimated, wild turkeys, and one of the first conservation efforts was to use birds bred in captivity, and they released them, and they would just stand around in cold weather and not do anything. A coyote would walk up to them, and they wouldn't run away. And so Whoa. people would see these turkeys standing around that had been released, um, looking like they didn't know what to do. And it gave this idea that turkeys were stupid. Well, why would they just stand there and let a coyote wreck them? Uh, because, again, when they're raised in captivity, they lose their instincts. Oh, so okay. They don't know. So when they trapped wild turkeys in one place and used them as starter populations in others, they took off. They mm. recolonized the continent. There's a quote, I think Amy Poehler's character says, which is Jenny or Jesse or something. She says, if we didn't do anything, we'd become dumb. So like they go back in time. By the way, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably have not seen this movie. So <laughs> when we refer to the plot, just go with us. So they go back in time to stop the first Thanksgiving. That's essentially the plot of the movie. And in present day, he's upset because turkeys are so dumb and they're not, they don't do anything. They just stand around waiting to get picked to get killed. And then he goes back and they're all living in this big tree, which I also thought is probably wrong. You can correct me there, Matt. But she says that they all have jobs. Like they're all walking around, of you know, building things and I don't know, having a community of sorts, society. And that if they didn't 
have those jobs, they didn't do anything, then they would be dumb. Yeah. So it's kind of like taking it too far the other way. So yeah, I I think wild turkeys are intelligent, but on the flip side, in this movie, like those back in time turkeys were basically behaving like primates with feathers. I mean, they were even like at one point swinging through the trees. It was <laughs> right. like I was yeah. going to ask you about that. Yeah, <laughs> swinging on yeah through uh, with vines on branches and stuff. Yeah, it was like Planet of the Apes, but with turkeys. Yeah, so that's not accurate. Turkeys don't pull a full Tarzan. <laughs> No, and wild wild turkeys can fly, but they don't fly like a robin would. So they don't just fly around. They fly to escape danger. And they do roost in trees, so they fly up and down Mm. in the morning and evening. But it's a pretty loud and clumsy affair. So they're like crashing into branches and definitely not swinging through trees. It's a lot of bird to get up in the air, I feel like. Right. Like the mass of that. (laughs) <laughs> like a, a lot, lot. A lot of junk in the trunk, scientifically <laughs> speaking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and turkeys move around so well on the surface, but in this movie, they a lot of the time they were either in trees or below ground, both of which they would really not do. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and assume that they don't make a habitat in big hollow trees. Definitely not. They would never do that. That would be claustrophobic for a turkey yeah also that tree would have had to be had to have been so huge right because turkeys are not like some micro they're not ants you know it's a freaking turkey and there's hundreds of them there's like hundreds of them in this big tree a lot of square right again it it seemed like it was like futuristic apes (laughs) like something you would see futuristic apes do in a movie all right we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back the break is over. Here we go back to the show about science. Okay, I'm hoping that this is one of the things that is realistic about turkeys, um, but I'm not going to be surprised if it's not. They, two of them that are like aggressive males, start fighting by blowing up their necks, which I'm sure there's like a proper term for these weird things they have like below their neck or on their neck. So is that something that happens? Do they blow up their neck like a big balloon and kind of neck butt each other? (laughs) So turkeys are very hierarchical and all year long they're establishing dominance, especially during mating season, which is not around Thanksgiving. But they do, they puff up their whole body and they fan out their tail and their head gets very red and they do go up to each other and bounce into each other. So they're, they're very aggressive towards each other to establish dominance. Okay. So there's some truth there, it sounds like. But I didn't hear you say they blow up their necks like a big balloon. Not like a balloon, no. I mean, their their heads and necks get very red and kind of puffy, but not like in the movie. Did it bother you guys that he speaks English the whole movie and like understands television and speaks to the time traveling machine robot who understands him perfectly, but can't talk to humans? Yes. Okay. I mean, the whole thing. By that point, though, you're just like in a... You give up. Yeah, exactly. You're like, there's no... You have to completely jump logic and uh, suspend your your disbelief. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm all for crazy stuff in movies, but I think the one rule is kind of like you have to just abide by your own rules. Like, yeah. I'm down with talking turkeys that can all talk to each other and understand each other, but it got a little bit <laughs> confusing and weird for me when he was like literally sitting next to humans and understanding them, but then when he talks, it's all like gobble, gobble, gobble. Yeah, and I, I was even bothered that the only <laughs> sounds that came out were gobbles because in reality, in the fall, gobbles, are very rare. Oh. Turkeys have a whole range of vocalizations, but the males basically gobble in the springtime to establish dominance. So this idea that they'd just be running around gobbling all the time. They did like the least amount of research that they could have on the turkeys before writing this. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, I mean, I don't want to point fingers, but I can't imagine a ton of research went into the production of this movie. No. Um, and speaking of that, I heard there were different names for turkeys, like that, that gobblers are referring to male turkeys and then two of the characters, Jake's and Jenny's. So maybe this was part of the research they did, that Jake's are young male turkeys and Jenny's are young female turkeys is that correct yeah the jake is used much more frequently than the jenny but yeah technically that is correct and female turkeys are called hens that's right but they're not hens <laughs> well i mean like male and female animals they're given different colloquial names so pheasants chickens turkeys the females are referred to as hens Okay. Wasn't there a chicken and turkey uh, relationship, a cross-species uh, yes. relationship in this movie? There was. Yeah, that was, yeah, <laughs> no. no. Wouldn't happen? That doesn't happen? <laughs> no, that, that wouldn't happen. Mm. Damn. Yeah, shame. That would have been a good love story. Exactly. I think it's just a little animal intolerance, you know, if they really just opened up and accepted each other. Maybe it could be possible. Yep. I would like to see that. Um, not in a weird way. Just Okay. <laughs> just to experience yeah. species uh you know what i'm gonna get off the topic um there's tiny baby turkeys that are very cute in this movie so cute and i was confused about their appearance is that because again probably haven't seen the movie for listening to this they're tiny like puff balls mm -hmm. i don't know how else to describe that so is that what an actual baby turkey looks like like a little ball of uh furry puff they're quite cute, but they look nothing like that. It's, um, you know, they, for one thing, they, they need to be camouflaged, you know, so. Yeah, they are like bright blue and yellow. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they kind of reminded me of those creatures in the last Star Wars movie, those porgs or oh, whatever. Yeah. That, yeah they, or even Angry Birds, which are referenced in the movie. But Yeah, a totally necessary reference there. They got it. Yeah. Well, they, they kind of look like pheasants when they're, when they're little babies. Mm -hmm. Just like a subtle little, I mean, a little bit longer, but just like subtle color, just very subtle, but these were these were not subtle babies. No, definitely not. They were cute Dr. Seuss characters. Yes. It was very strange. And there was this hint that it was like some kind of experiment going on, which I didn't. It was one of many plot points that was never really followed. <laughs> yeah, they needed because it kind of was like the secret of Nim. Uh, like they needed that doctor. You know, they need the um, high stakes like uh, right. captivity doctors testing. But yeah, it totally I didn't even think about that until now. It just did not. Nothing happened with it. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Um, So much to break down. It's almost difficult to pick uh, where to go next. But let's go to a place that I think it will be somewhat disturbing, potentially. So there's a difference, right, between... Because you've referred to them a a few times now as wild turkeys. And so, again, I did very little research. I'd much rather just ask you, what's the difference between wild turkeys and, you know, domestic turkeys? Yeah, so basically, turkeys were, you know, they're only found in North America. They were domesticated twice um, by the Anasazi in the Southwest um, and then in Mexico, which is where all the domestic turkeys that we have today originated. So they were domesticated 2,000 years ago and probably very much like what I describe, you know, how wild turkeys lose their instincts very quickly. Um, it seems that they were domesticated in areas where people were raising grain. And so you can imagine them being captured and they lo- lost their instincts. But they're basically a wild turkey that was captured and then bred for domestic traits. So taming. And they've become similar to chickens, from what I understand, like a different species, right? They like look different, act different, the whole thing. Yeah, they're they're very different. You know, the white coloration that you often see in domestic turkeys, you would rarely find that in a wild bird because it would be visible and then eaten by predators. You know, it'd be easy pickings. But a domestic turkey has such a they're bred for meat, so they can't really fly. They can't survive well in the wild. So I, I wouldn't call them a different species, but they're basically, they have almost nothing in common with the wild bird other than a resemblance. And is that mainly the turkey that we all eat on Thanksgiving and in our uh, wraps and sandwiches? Oh, it's it's 100%. Unless you're, you do go out hunting, um, the turkey you eat is the domestic bird. So in conclusion... That is super disturbing and sad, no? Like, these birds have been completely changed uh, for thousands of years now in order to feed us, Mm -hmm. but their lives are, like, taken from them. I mean, and I don't mean they're killed. I mean, like, they spend their lives in kind of what we saw in the movie, yes? Like, little cages. Yeah, there there are, you know, farmers who raise free-range turkeys, just as with chickens, but the bird in the supermarket is likely produced like a no. factory product. I mean, does that upset you as a, you know, do you not eat those kinds of turkeys or, you know, is that food chain, we're just at the top of the food chain, that's just how it is? Well, I, I think it it, we should all try to know where our food comes from and then make that make that decision but a free range turkey grown by a farmer you know is going to have a, a much better life or a wild turkey you know wild turkeys are incredibly common now and so hmm. you know some people choose to make a wild turkey their thanksgiving dinner or of course there are vegetarian options uh, do you tofurkey is that what you're saying yeah yeah <laughs> I've, I've never actually had tofurkey but i mean i eat everything and i feel like it's you know it's a suitable it tastes every every vegetarian i feel like in plant-based product that's out there now tastes good whether it tastes exactly like it's supposed to taste you know the thing that it's supposed to taste like but overall the flavor is like a good flavor Mm -hmm. you might want me to go right after i say this but i'm just i'm not i've realized i'm not a turkey person i don't really Mm -hmm. love turkey 
I usually make chickens for people on Thanksgiving. Right. Well, first of all, let me just tell you that I do want you to go and that this podcast will now just be Matthew and I. That's absurd. Um, A bird. No, I'm, I'm with you. And as far as the origin of this whole thing goes, I was reading that they didn't even have turkey at the first Thanksgiving. So... There's no need for anyone to have turkey on Thanksgiving. Well, it was Lincoln, you said, right? Yeah, I mean, it it was one of those evolving traditions. And somehow, again, it was retrofitted. Someone suggested turkey as the dinner. And then there was this idea that it was served at the first Thanksgiving. And there's no actual evidence that that happened. So ridiculous to me that like everything about what we think Thanksgiving is, is not true. And in fact, way worse. But is that maybe like a great metaphor for everything that's happening? Everything that we've been raised to believe is kind of like just a lie. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting so dark in this one. No, I think you're right. (laughs) Hey, dark or not, we're after truth here. Yes. This is the podcast where we get to the bottom of it. Exactly. We're going to ruin your childhood. (laughs) You know, as a conservationist, I more and more think that The Matrix is a really useful movie because you do have this choice to take the reality pill or not. And a lot of people are choosing not to take it. But I mean, once you swallow that pill, like seeing things as they really are, there's no going back. Yeah. True. Yeah. Or yes. for me, it was, yeah, turning 16. And it's like, oh, <laughs> now I can like actually find out what's real about reality. Okay. <laughs> Everything's terrible. Um, well, it's also as a child or as children, like, you know, we are raised by our families and our families are pretty much for lack of a better term, a cult, and then you're Mm -hmm. raised with whatever beliefs. So it's like until you get to a certain age, you kind of just take everything that society and your family and the values that they're giving you and you just take it, you know, verbatim. And then, you know, whether you have a critical mind or not to then be able to disseminate and go and find out the truth is like a whole. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're a kid, just know that your family is lying to you okay every chance that they get every holiday that comes up Mm -hmm. (laughs) rebel truth um rebel youth so okay i have some more uh let's change the channel i guess and and make it a little more fun because there's a few scenes in this movie where they're running and they're like basically outrunning dogs and (laughs) so i had to ask if that's because it doesn't in my mind at least a turkey is not that fast but i could be wrong i have been wrong before would a turkey outrun a pit bull? Well, they, they have. So turkeys can run really fast. And but if they were being charged by a pit bull, they would fly up into a tree. Ooh. So they do have that ability. The flight is basically an escape mechanism. So they're pretty good at gauging the danger and using the, you know, whether running or flying. They also, as a flock, they scatter. So Hmm. if a, say, a coyote or a pit bull would run towards a flock, they would all just go different directions, running, flying, absolute chaos, so that the predator would not know, like, oh, which one do I check? Which one? And then by that time, it's too late. Everything's gotten away. Yeah. Did they have pit bulls back then? I don't know. Is that silly? I feel like pit bulls feel like a more modern thing. Yeah, good call. The dog scene seemed ridiculous. They were like, (laughs) you know, like the classic villain dog. And, you know, I I don't actually know if if dogs were even brought with the pilgrims. But in in any case, 
um, th those dogs, I mean, they weren't based on any actual or historical breed. Like anything else in this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that they blew up their own dogs at the end. <laughs> they didn't show it, but you do know that the dogs are in the tree and then they blow up the tree. So yeah, just saying. Very true. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Can I ask a question that's time travel related? Absolutely. Please. It is also, it's just that old thing because I always am interested if I, both for both of you, mm -hmm. if you could pick a, a time and it's either, it doesn't have to be, you can choose if it's going to be for yourself or for the greater good. If you were going to go back in time, what time would it be and Whoa. what would you do or why? Wow. Okay, I'm going to let Matthew go first because he's much smarter than me. And then I'll probably just piggyback on his answer. Okay. No, I'd, I'd go back to a place to see North America just to see mammoths and roaming around. And it, it's, it would be very selfish just to <laughs> like go on a photo safari. I, <laughs> That's so funny. My Instantly, my head was like, kill Hitler, of course, you know, uh, when he's young. But But that's, you know. Again, just my, my Jew cult upbringing we were talking about. Um, but then, of course, I was thinking like, okay, wait, maybe there's someone else I could kill or, you know, change their mind or something that would save even more people. But I love Matt's answer of just like, I want to see some beautiful <laughs> flora and fauna. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like when people say the Hitler actor, I always feel like instead of killing him, I think that you could just make him a prominent artist because that's what right. he wanted to be. He wanted to be a painter. And if you just did that, then imagine <laughs> what yeah, would happen. You just open up a gallery. Right. And just be like, I want to feature your work. You're unbelievable. Yeah. Just appeal to his ego and then you would have been fine. Right. A lot of us, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. What would you do, Lindsay? Mm, why didn't I think um, of an answer when I was... <laughs> yeah, you had plenty of time. <laughs> um, selfishly, maybe go back and um, warn myself about the um, beef skewer I ate on my trip in Europe. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have the awful food poisoning. Literally thought I was going to die. Damn. Uh, Where was this in Europe? Oh, it was... It, oh, my God. It Let's was, relive this. Yeah, it was in Prague. It was Ooh. really... I knew I shouldn't have gone... Like, I ate it, and then about halfway through, there was a bite, and I was like, this feels like it's not totally cooked, and then it was just ravaged. Ravaged. Yeah, that's probably a good move. Or, like, going yeah. back to, you know, the 40s or the 50s, and somehow putting a climate change bill through yeah. <laughs> that might be the move right yeah but the only thing is is that i because before part of me was like oh if i could like figure out a way to stop covid but then then i was thinking about if you did that then trump may have been elected for another four years oh man yeah good call this is the whole butterfly effect thing where it's like you, you yeah. think you're doing something good but then we get four more years of uh mr orange yeah. prick mm -hmm. well and I, I guess now he's gray somehow that changed yeah. very interestingly um okay what about them swimming there's again towards the um dog explosion section of the movie they escape by like diving into, I don't know, a stream or a river or something. And I was like, oh, can Turkey swim? That's interesting. No, I, I mean, <laughs> great. Turkeys in this, turkeys in this movie are very versatile animals, you know, like they have, they're like part monkey, part duck, you know, they're everything. But yeah, so there is this myth that turkeys drown in the rain like they stand there and lift their head to the sky and drown oh. it's a common myth but that is not true 
of course. I don't know. I think that started with those reintroduced turkeys, but they aren't going to swim either. That's a crazy myth to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They drown standing up because it's raining. Who started yeah. too? Like who was like, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to tell people at dinner tonight? <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. Oh. Everyone I know is so freaking gullible. <laughs> They're going to spread it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's this this whole folklore around wild animals that gets passed down. And being a nature writer, I get I, literally every week people will write me, is this true? And it's something so preposterous. Like there are people who believe porcupines eat Bigfoot bones. And that's why there's no evidence of Bigfoot. Just wow. That's how true. did someone come up with that's that? That's a good one. No, that is that is the truth. That is true. Yeah, that one obviously is true. But other, you know, other stuff <laughs> yeah. is crazy. Lindsay, we should actually, as like a part-time job, just try to come up with a bunch of these and see what gets picked up. So down. That would be really <laughs> fun. Um, and I'm sure it would yeah. work because everybody's a schmuck. No offense. <laughs> just saying what it is. Just saying what it is. There's a quote in this movie that he's asking essentially if Jesse, this girl that he likes is, or Jenny, sorry, Jenny, is... <laughs> doing it with this other turkey who ends up being her brother, but he doesn't know that at the time. And he asks if you two rubbin waddles. <laughs> uh, so do turkeys do that? No, no. There, there's a lot of display. You know, go, the males do a big display and they puff up and they shake and they try to look impressive, but... Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they so but, don't rub water. But the actual, yeah, the actual mating is pretty straightforward as birds go. Boring is what you're saying. It's boring turkey sex. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say that. They wanted to spice it up for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have a question. These turkeys at one point uh, were kind of into role playing. You know, Owen Wilson, he wanted to what pretend that they were dogs. He wanted to be a Shiba Inu or something like that. Correct. We- yes. Is role play when they're about to mate. I'm sure they do, but I'll let Matt answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> again, again the, these are versatile turkeys. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think the real turkey, I mean, if you watch them, their various rituals are, are pretty dramatic, but this just, uh, you know, like a lot of the turkeys in this like behaved basically as humans would and so no basis in reality awesome um they also reference throwing up worms into a baby's mouth which does seem like a bird thing to do i don't know if it's actually throw up or not but yeah is that how they would feed their young no they so some birds do (laughs) nothing is right (laughs) so some birds do that like birds like robins do that because the babies are in a nest and they're pretty helpless. Turkey babies are born, you know, they hatch on the ground. So they need to get up and running pretty quick. And so they need to feed on their own. Mm. So, and, and turkeys eat just about anything. So in the movie, you know, the main character eats pizza. <laughs> If they came across the slice of pizza, th- this is would be a stretch. But if they did, mm-hmm. they would probably eat it. Cool. That wow. is true. Okay, so that one's true. So they can They're digest. They're very omnivorous. They huh? will. They eat frogs. They eat mice. Whoa. They will eat huh? fish. If they if there would be a fish that flopped out of water, they would pounce on it and eat it. Now they mainly eat 
you know, acorns and seeds and what you would expect, but they are not going to pass up any easy calories. Okay, that makes sense. They also, they do eat fish at one point in the movie because they have an anchovy pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, like, they, if you fed a turkey anchovy pizza, it would be bought up. Chickens are kind of the same way. I have a, a flock of chickens in our backyard. Oh, cute. And, like, they, they, uh, we feed them leftover spaghetti and they, just go nuts over it. It's one of their favorite things. Wow. Same. How many chickens do you have? Uh, we have six. Yeah. Okay. What are their names? <laughs> so, uh, Jumper, Goldie, Sunshine, Storm, Spark, and Spark. So, wow. What? <laughs> the last two were named by my son, and he couldn't tell them apart when they were chicks. <laughs> so, he just named them both Spark. <laughs> That's great. Name them the same name. It's hilarious. Got to have them on the program. <laughs> okay. I read that people who have suffered turkey attacks recommend not looking the birds in the eye. Oh. What do you think of that? Yeah. it. You know, I've mentioned their dominance displays a couple of times. So when turkeys move into the suburbs, you know, they kind of take over and people feed them. So they start to associate people as part of their flock. And so when someone's in their flock, they have to tell them who's boss. And so if you uh, are trying to challenge them for dominance, they're going to, you know, peck you or flop you or spur you. So Wait, what's a flop? What happens when they flop you? Well, with their wings. Mm. Oh. Like, you know, like a double wing whoosh. <laughs> And they're pretty powerful birds, so you don't want to challenge them if they're walking down the sidewalk. So should you not look them in the eye? Yeah, putting your head down, kind of letting them know they're in charge here. Bowing to them? <laughs> yeah. You mean them no harm. Uh, you know, they can pass. Yeah, that's that's all a good idea. Give them a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Although then that would encourage more dominance behavior. So oh, right. My bad. Feeding them is not a good idea. Got it. Okay. I've got a few more here, but I was told I have to ask about this because like a child, anything with poop makes me laugh. And <laughs> I was told, I read that a turkey's gender can be determined by its poop. That is true. It was not in the movie. Nope. But that, it, it should have it been. been. I mean, that would have been. <laughs> that would have been perfect for this movie. Uh, yeah. So a male turkey's poop is shaped like a J and a female's is like a spiral. And sometimes it can be kind of lumpy. But if you see poop that looks like a J, it came from a male turkey. Oh, wow. Okay. So because I read the opposite. So I'm glad that I asked that a female's poop is, is like a J. Now you'll be able to identify it whenever you're out in the open. <laughs> yeah. When I'm turkey hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So the female like the emoji. It's <laughs> a good way to remember it. I mean, it's a spiral. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Okay. And then I was told that Benjamin Franklin, there's like a myth, I guess, that he proposed that the turkey should be a symbol for America, but that the truth is that he just praised it as being a, quote, much more respectable bird than the bald eagle. What? Yeah. So he did say that, although, again, it's one of these historical anecdotes that gets repeated endlessly. But like, there's some question, like maybe he was saying it tongue in cheek and... <laughs> 
like it, it, it has assumed this, like it actually means something. And I, I mean, I, I suspect it's just something he said in passing and people have seized upon it as like the turkey is like was the first pick for the the national symbol. And I, I really doubt that. I do think turkeys are cool birds, but you know, like uh, again, like looking back at history, like these meaningless historical anecdotes as if they're imbued with meaning. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just look at the real turkeys. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think um, I've had a ball, first of all. I thank you both for being on the program. This is so much fun. I could talk to you guys forever. I do hope that people this Thanksgiving are being smart, that they are not seeing their large families. Mm-hmm. You know, do a big one next year, guys. But this year, just chill out uh, if you care yeah. about each other and have a day at home like you always are right now but have a lovely day at home yeah do a big zoom call and eat some you know fake turkey or get a wild turkey i guess that would be kind of ideal it sounds like and you know also educate yourself on the troublesome history of thanksgiving yes amen thank you i like to think of myself as a pastor giving sermons so that really (laughs) solidified it for me um okay Lindsay, where can people find you and stay up to date with all of your delicious madness oh well so many places uh today well i guess when this comes out it will not be today but i just released a new make that sandwich episode so you can find me at make that sandwich you can find me at Lindsay ames and you can find me at no meal wasted all on instagram or on tiktok whenever you want you know we spoke about tiktok the last time you were on the program and i gotta tell you Lindsay, i'm not i don't want to lie to you i want to be honest i consider you a friend i tried you know i tried to be on tiktok (laughs) for a couple days i gave up very quickly I I just couldn't I couldn't do it. I didn't get it. Listen, it's a joyful, wonderful world. Like I said before, I can help you. It's very easy once you just kind of get it, you know, you get your grips around it. It's like being at a really fun sleepover. And it seems uh, really fun. I think I was too ashamed or like embarrassed that I didn't get it. It was like one of those first times I'm like I'm maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm just too no, stupid. Listen, you are old, but you're not too old to do this. Okay. All right. I like that. You're giving me some yeah, support. I need it. I appreciate it. Motivation. Yeah. I mean, I also hate all apps and social media in general. So maybe that's also what's what's detracting me. But... I as well do not like the majority. I mean, I'm on stuff, but I'm not on that many things. And I got to say, once you really just like figure this out, which is not that hard, it's so much joy. Yeah, it, it really it's, is. I mean, seeing what you do makes me want to do it. That's the kind of stuff that I really do enjoy and I want to stay up to date with because you're right. It just brings me bliss. I like seeing it and, and would, would enjoy creating stuff like that so anyways everybody follow everything that Lindsay does you're already listening to my schmuck ass podcast matthew uh people should get the book which is now in paperback from what i heard from you uh fishing through the apocalypse is there something else you want to tell people about yeah um you can read lots of turkey stories and all kinds of other weird nature facts on cool green science it's the blog of the nature conservancy and you can find it at blog.nature.org so you can really uh, geek out on just about any wildlife topic 
you would like and, that. And do you suggest people try to seek out a wild turkey for Thanksgiving? Uh, do, you know, think about it, do, do what's right for you. But I would suggest that people go out and just try to observe wild turkeys because uh, they really are fascinating creatures. And if I'm being honest, it's probably a better two hours spent than watching free birds. <laughs> Okay, look, I wasn't telling you to compare it to the movie, okay? You did that on your own. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you both so much. Again, I had an absolute blast. And have a really nice Thanksgiving. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Bad Science is a Seeker podcast produced by Emily Feld and me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our editor is Lucas Bollinger, and our social media is managed by Blue Whale Media. Shout out to EJ and Kate. And the executive turkey producer is Brett Kushner. Oh, follow us on Instagram at BadSciencePod. If there's a movie you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email at BadScienceAtSeeker.com. That's BadScienceAtSeeker.com. And please leave us an iTunes review. Give us five stars. I sound like an Uber driver. But it does help. It makes sure people know about the podcast, which we really appreciate. Thanks for listening. Bye.